be like, my IUD is four carats, bitch. I got it from Tiffany's. Yeah, that's where we're that's, headed, folks. That's the handmaiden too. Dude, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Neither of us have been doing our best for the past like four days, I'd say. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> But uh, we're here and present and accounted for, Maybe. and that's all you can ask for at this point in that's time. That's the theory. Yeah. Um, today we're talking about IUDs. Also the implant, though. You know, things that are inserted in you so that uh, babies are not inserted in you. Things that are inserted you in you so babies don't come out. Uh, like I said, we're uh, not firing on all legends. I mean, we rarely are. Yeah, that's true. But to kick us off, are you guys ready for this rage? I'm gonna give you a hint about what it's about. I feel like that it does something else at that point. Like there's a break, but I don't know what the break is. No. I can only remember the beginning no. bit. No. So and then. Get out. it or if you are like us and don't watch it you might not know yeah even if you don't watch it you know that's pretty fair if you're sitting there being like i don't know you're lying to yourself and to whatever device you're listening to this on yeah so we're talking about game of thrones i'm sorry what was that we're talking about game of thrones i'm sorry please enunciate (laughs) can't i cannot hear you Uh, game of thrones game of thrones look here's the thing one point in time it was very in vogue to hate things that other people liked. Uh, it's not so cool anymore. Not a good look. It's also dumb. But here's the thing. I really do hate that show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we don't want you to think that we're jumping on a bandwagon here because I know that, like, everybody hates this last season. And, like, that's fine. That's nice. Like, I- I'm glad that everybody's catching up to us. But uh, we hate the whole series. All of it. All of it. Now, disclaimer... Books, I love them. I love the books. I think they're great. And I, I'm medium lukewarm like the books. Um, I just didn't feel as strongly. But that being said, I do not think that they're bad. And it, it's very fine. Uh, I do have strong feelings about the show, however. Yeah, this show is trash, guys. It's always been trash. You're all sitting up here like, oh, it's just this last season. They fell apart. No, no, it's always been trash. Like, this show has no characters, is my thesis. There are no characters in this show. It's bad writing. The writers have always been bad. They're bad at writing characters. They rely way too much on having a big budget and having fancy fighting scenes and HBO boobs and dragons, okay? I want shirts that say HBO boobs. HBO boobs. And you know why you're all mad this season? It's because it was too dark for you to see the HBO boobs yeah. and the violence. Yeah. Okay? Well, like, here's the thing. Like, I, I only got through two episodes, and in those two episodes already, they changed, like, two characters I really liked for not a real reason. Like, I'm not saying that you can't change things when you're adapting something from a book to a movie or TV. Like, I get that. Sometimes you have to. But just, like, dumb shit for no reason. They made dumb changes. Okay, like, 
Not a single smart change. No, and, like, <laughs> I, like, couldn't keep watching it. Also, like, I can't really do sexual violence for the sake of sexual violence. Like, I, I understand that, like, just because you have sexual violence doesn't mean you're glor- whatever. Like, I get all that. I, I just can't watch it. And, like, this season, like, every podcast I've listened to, like, if they're talking about Game of Thrones, they're like, love that show, but too dark, can't see, can't hear. What? Who? And, you're like, <laughs> and then Starbucks cup. And you're like, yes. Y- yeah. Correct. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> On any other show that, like, the Starbucks cup and apparently also a water bottle. Oh, Chris mentioned that to me the other day, and I was like, no, get out. (laughs) Like, any other show, I'd be like, whatever, like, not a big deal. It has other aspects that are more important, guys. Humans make mistakes, whatever. But this show has literally sacrificed every other aspect of storytelling, every plot, dialogue, you know, acting ability, for the sake of just having a nice visual. The series is just a screensaver. It's just that <laughs> screensaver that, like, changes like mountain out. scenery, yeah. okay? Yeah. Just with some dragons. Yeah. And then this season, they're, they've they got, like, a fucking Starbucks cup in the middle of the table. And it's too dark to see anything. And it's too dark to see anything. <laughs> so, you know. So what are they, like, what are they doing? Also, I just can't believe that nobody caught that. Not on the day of filming, but, like, I know. editing. I know. That's I can't what I believe thinking. no one caught that. I was like, how many t- times did you have to edit things? Like, yeah. how many times did you have to go back? You're moving stuff around. Like, you're sound editing. You're editing for light. Yeah. It's like, you're doing a lot of different kinds of editing. Yeah. You know, like, how how is nobody catching it? Or at one point, do you see it and you're just like, oh, fuck it. We can't go back now. But you can. Like, you can, like, animate it out. And then someone was like, well, that's expensive. And I was like... I'm Are sorry, you have you me? seen this show? Are like, you kidding you're gonna me? tell expensive? me they don't have the budget for like a cup removal? Like, Jesus Christ. I don't believe you. So, I'm just saying, if you're gonna just throw all elements of storytelling out the window just to make a real aesthetic show, then fucking at least do it right. Yeah. Well, and here's the other, like, I guess, like, caveat or like addendum. Addendum is better. I like that. Here's the but other, like, no. <laughs> footnote. See the bottom of the yeah. page? Here's the, like, addendum to this rant and like that in fact is that I watch a lot of dumb shit truly 85% of what I consume on television is hot fire garbage <laughs> and so like if you want to watch we're never gonna get a sponsorship hot fire garbage <laughs> never, no. everything I love is trash it is it 100% is but I am fully willing to cop to that and be like yeah no 100% my issue is not with people watching Game of Thrones so much. It's people sitting there and telling me that it is the best thing yeah, on television. Yeah, yeah, Because I'm like, no, like, a, a glittery croc is still an ugly croc. Like, I don't understand. It's still a garbage shoe. Like, just... <laughs> True. <laughs> like, True. But that is the case, right? Like, people go on about the show. Like, it's a masterpiece. And... Again, I think the book series is a masterpiece, and that is part of the reason that this glitter croc enrages me so much, is they took this story that is so deep and that is so character-driven and detailed and intimate and turned it into a... I don't know, car commercial. Like, yeah, that's a good, I get that. Just like an empty 
box <laughs> but people walk around like it's the best shit they've ever seen and i'm like bullshit this is a lowest common denominator show this is the all flash and no substance show most of you don't even know what's going on i don't even think the show writers know what's going on certainly certainly not well that's like i was like listening to people talk about it and they're they like no one knows the names of any of the characters because you know like how could you in How a show you? that doesn't have characters? And again, that's like you not like that's a feeling on the part of the writers, yeah. not of the viewers. Like, no, it is the no. job of a storyteller to tell you a story. Yeah, and if sure. they're so bad at telling that story that you don't even know who the story's about, <laughs> they have failed. They have failed. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I am totally with you there. And it's just like the hype makes it even more insufferable. Yes. Like yes. everywhere you look, like someone's trying to sell me. A and the other thing I don't like is when you're selling me feminism through Game of Thrones too. Like, yeah. I, a, I don't really like it when anybody is selling me feminism. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you can keep it. I'm not interested. I already know I have it. I don't need you to sell it to me. Um, and so like, that's the other thing about this season. Like people are really upset because like apparently the women aren't doing so great. I don't really know. I'm not watching it obviously and I'm not even really following it that closely, but I'm like, okay, but, like, what did you expect? Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I don't, you don't get to be hurt by this. Like, they haven't done a great job in the first place, so. Yeah. 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 So, now that everybody hates us. Truly. Has truly. stopped listening. I mean, we both have people that we love and care about who love this truly, show. Truly, Some of my um, favorite people on the planet. Love this show. <laughs> and that's fine. They're wrong. Uh, but it's fine. So if you're one of those people, you know, we still, uh, I mean, we don't know you, so we uh, don't love you, but <laughs> it's fine. I still respect you. It's fine. You're wrong, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Should we, should we move on to yes. the, uh, erotica part of this? Yes. Yes. Um, which is not erotic. Most of what we talk about is not erotic. No. Um, IUDs, the Cadillac of... Birth control. <laughs> I didn't come up with that. I've read that like 9,000 times. <laughs> I don't know why Cadillac. I don't really know anything about cars. No, I don't. To be frank. No. I think it's fancy. I giggled like I knew what the joke it's meant. It's fine. We get jokes, okay? Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. Especially the ones we steal. Yeah, truly, 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 truly. All right, guys. I don't know how much you know about IUDs, so let's do uh, let's do some basics. Yeah. A, IUDs is usually, it's, it's a tiny T. And by usually, I mean always. Always. It's always a tiny T. <laughs> just a little, little Tim. Little, little Tim. Tiny. Uh, and if it is a copper IUD, then it is a T wrapped in copper. And if it is a hormonal IUD, it is a T full of hormones. Yeah. The greatest thing about the copper IUD is it's another one of those things where, like, they don't know why. Yeah, I know. Like, sperm just doesn't like copper. Yeah, it's just like, oh no, I it, don't want this. It changes the way the cells move so that essentially uh, they they can't do an they can't do a fertilizer. Yeah, it's like they get it's like in Harry Potter when they do that spell where like if muggles walk into it, they're like, oh, I'm so confused. Why did I come this way? I'm gonna go back. <laughs> that's it's literally that. exactly. Yeah, that's it's actually like great. that, but it's uh, for sperm. Yeah, they're that's... like swimming into the uterus and then all of a sudden they're like. Poof, Ah, I don't know why I'm here. I, I'm gonna leave. That's incredible. I left yeah. the stove on. I got to go back. Yeah, truly. Um, it can last up to 12 years, but there are ones that you can have in that only last for seven, or you can take it out in seven to five years. Basically, it can last for up to 12 years. Is Which the max. is wild. It can also be used as emergency contraception if it's inserted within seven days of the time in which you believe conception may have occurred. 
Um, but it can be inserted at any point in your cycle, and it's effective immediately, um, but it's less painful, and there's a smaller chance of expulsion if it's inserted during your period. Yeah. And it was the first IUD, the copper IUD, was it not? Yes, ma'am. It came after uh, silver and gold. They were making them with, like, silver and gold, and in rings. Oh, so, like, kind of like a Nuva Ring IUD hybrid. Yeah. Also bougie as heck. Yeah. They d- can you imagine just, like, if that, like, one day when the matriarchy takes over and whatever, like, that's gonna be, like, a flex. <laughs> be like, my IUD is, like, four carats, bitch. I got it from Tiffany's. Yeah. Uh, that's where we're that's, headed, folks. <laughs> that's the handmaiden, too. Two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they were just, like, they didn't stay in place the way the T did, and, like, they got infected way, way more than the T. The T shape is, like, great because, like, the way you insert... I don't know why. I'm, I was going to use my hands to demonstrate to you, uh, and but obviously this is Just an audio medium. M- imagine your own hand. Yeah. It's okay. So, like, there's, like, a tubey guy, and the... I, I'm still doing the hand movements, and the T is in the tubey guy, and then it releases, then it stays up there, but basically it means that the IUD itself is not passing through your vagina, where a lot of the times it, like, picks up infections and stuff mm-hmm. and gets all stuck up in there. Other thing about the copper IUD is that it does not affect ovulation. Nah. So, like, Nobby. last... Nabby. <laughs> not oh. <laughs> like, last episode, we were talking about how the pill prevents you from ovulating at all. Yeah. And that is sometimes causes problems, not always causes problems, but is like a weird effect that not everyone knows about. I didn't need to qualify any of this, but here we are. (laughs) I I came here and I'm staying here. But the copper IUD, obviously, because it's not hormonal, it's not affecting your ovulation. So you're still ovulating the whole time. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, means you have a period, which is trash garbage. Yeah. But like, I don't know, it's uh, not messing with your natural cycles as much. So I guess that's that's an issue for you. Fine. Yeah. Um, it does, so, like, some of the, 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 I think the most common negative, negative side effect maybe that are the, at least, at the very least, the most, um, well-known side effect of it is that it does make your periods heavier and longer, especially if you already have bad cramps, that's kind of a thing, so you, you just get gauged for yourself. And some people don't find that, like, it's, 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 you know, like the pill, a per-body situation. Yeah, case-by-case basis. Yeah, but overall, that's kind of an average shakeout. Obviously, like, they don't protect you against STDs, uh, clearly. Let's just throw back to ep one, yeah. condoms! Yeah, yeah. I heard this podcast today. I'll not name names. No. I'll not slander. I shall not slander. I shall not slander. But you'll tell me after. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will. Okay. <laughs> Safe to say it was a bunch of boys. Sure, yeah. And I will call them boys. Sure, yeah. Not men. No. Boys to men. <laughs> Just boys. Boys to boys. <laughs> men to boys. I don't know. Anyways, we're moving on. Um... And they're, like, up here just, like, bragging about how they, like, sleep with all of these girls and don't wear condoms. Excuse me? And I'm like, what is Pardon wrong moi? with you? And I was like, don't brag about this, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Do not brag about your irresponsibility no. and your endangerment of your sexual partners uh, no. and your poor life choices. No. This I'll, is not cool. I want to hear this in public. Anyways, we'll move on. Yeah. I'll probably cut that. But I was actually enraged. No, don't cut it. I was like listening to him. I was like, are you guys kidding yeah, me right now? That would have been bananas. They're like, ha, ha, ha. You're like, okay. I'll do a raw dog. And I was like, bleh, bleh. Also, please don't say that. Like, I'm not interested. No, thank you. 
Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, cost of the copper IED. So in yes. Canada, um, it costs between 60 and 180 um, If you have good coverage, though, it's most likely covered under your uh, plan. If, if you don't have insurance, then obviously that is a moot point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and in Ontario, actually, pre-Doug uh, Ford's meddling, if you were 24 and under, it was covered by OHIP, but now there are amendments being made to that health care plan. Classic. So sucks to suck. Um, and you can get reduced prices at Planned Parenthood, usually yeah. between $30 and $50, yeah. which is good. Love a Planned Parenthood. In the States, it's more expensive. It is $1,300. Is that the hormonal IED, though? No. Oh, Jesus, Murphy. I think it's not. Ooh. I think it is not, but it might be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it's not, but it might be. <laughs> My research is very thorough. Slash, I write things down, I'm like, I'll know what I meant. Yeah, in I know, future. I do that too. And then in the future. I don't know what I meant, but I'm pretty sure because I'm comparing it to the Canadian cost for a copper IUD. Yeah. So I'm assuming it is. Yes. Anyways, our point is. It's more expensive in the States regardless. It's wildly more expensive. Yeah. Like more, we're talking about more than like the, the, uh, exchange rate. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This is not just like a couple dollars. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the hormonal ID? Yeah, you got anything yeah. else to rough? Yeah, okay. Uh, so again, it's like this small T-shape. It's got one hormone on, in it. It's progestin, which like mimics what progesterone does. But essentially, um, it prevents pregnancy by doing what the pill does. Mm-hmm. So it thickens your cervical mucus and prevents the release of an egg from your ovaries. Both of these are... Sorry, I just snapped. You're going to hear that. But both of these are like very, very effective. The copper is 98, 99.8, I think. Yes. And this one is 99.6. Yeah, this, uh, the hormonal one also does the, like, confundus charm thing on the sperm, where it's like, well, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. here, I gotta go. Because it's, like, foreign object. It's, like, we're not interested in this nonsense. A lot of times, one of the side effects, I think it's, like, one in five women using a hormonal ID will just eventually stop having their periods altogether. Yeah. Which is a cool thing, maybe. Yeah, like, well, I mean, it, it's a cool thing for a lot of reasons. I have a lot of feelings about yeah. the hormonal IUD, um, I- IUDs in general. Um, but I'll go, the cost in Canada, so this is, the hormonal IUD is an expense, right? So the cost in Canada is 300, between 325 and 360. Planned Parenthood pricing, it only goes down by about, it, it's like around 300. So it's pretty expensive, but if you're looking at taking birth control that's not covered as well over the same span of years, it saves you around $600. Yeah. So it, it, it's a lot to drop at once, but in the long run, it is saving you a big chunk of money. And for the most part, it is the most effective form because it takes out one of the big issues with the other two forms and most forms that we've talked about, which is uh, user error. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, like, you just have to, for yourself, like, think... And there are also, like, a lot of clinics have, like, payment plans. So, you can play... I I know at Planned Parenthood Toronto, you can talk to them and so you can pay in installments. Mm -hmm. There's, like... There's definitely options for you if you need it. Um, So, yeah. I have a lot of feelings about the hormonal uh, IUD. Um, I think, like, one, if you're a person with bad periods... So, like, like I mentioned before, I have endometriosis, which is a garbage trash can nonsense that's gonna be the name of this episode garbage Garbage trash trash. it's bad it's like bad but uh the hormonal iud essentially like most women who are on it within the first three months they stop getting their period and they stop getting symptoms um but i also am someone with anxiety uh and so a lot of the times the pill reacts poorly with anxiety medication and the mental illness itself um and a lot of that is because of the estrogen in it and 
the hormonal IUD doesn't have estrogen. It's not. And also, it's super localized and a yeah. super, super small amount, a teeny yeah. tiny amount, that's released. Yeah. So way less hormones and uh, in a way smaller area. Yeah. The other reason that I think it's great that I don't think is talked about enough is that it's a great option for people who are non-binary and trans. Um, a lot of the times, estrogen can produce a lot of systems, uh, systems, <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> that um, can enhance body dysmorphia and dysphoria and it's just like it conflicts if you're taking hormones it can be difficult like there's lots of reasons why the birth control pill can be really uncomfortable in a way that a hormonal hormonal IUD something gets that gets inserted once that you're not always reminded of is this thing that you don't want to associate with or can't physically be associated with I think like it's great. I'm going to put an article in the show notes from Clue, which is like if any of you track your periods on your phone, you're probably using Clue. But- I heard of that one time. <laughs> and then it was like I missed my period and I was stressed out and the app was stressing me out, so I deleted it. <laughs> it's like but everything was okay. But I was like, fuck you, Clue. I'm not having my period right now. Stop reminding me that I'm not having my period right now. I hate you. I cannot. I can really turn my phone off. That's true. She's not lying to you. I'm like it and just throw it in a lake. Yeah, I just think like it it sums up those those personal stories from people like they're explaining their relationship to birth control and reasons why um, either the hormonal or the copper IUD was sort of a really um, peace of mind option for them. I I don't think that's talked talked about enough at all. For sure. It's weird because in some ways I think IUDs are seen as the most invasive birth control because it's something physically inserted in you. And yet at the same time, they're sort of the least invasive in that it's not something that you have to deal with every single day. It's not, it's for the most part, they have way fewer fewer side effects that are going to be affecting you on a daily basis. Um, And like, because they last for like five to ten years it, it's really such a small yeah uh inconvenience well and the expulsion rate and infection infection rate are both very very low like despite uh popular discourse yeah. like it's there they are actually quite low so that's you know a good thing yep yeah. um fun fact so like i have an iud and Melina came with me to get it. It was a great time. Went to Planned Parenthood. My doctor was super sweet, lovely lady yeah. who let us listen to like Lizzo and talk about random crap. Yeah. I um, but also told us this, uh, that something that happens a lot is that people will pull out their own IUDs, uh, and a lot is an exaggeration. <laughs> but like with diva cups, especially because yeah. the suction just like yeah. <laughs> Which, like, if that's how you're pulling your diva cup out, I would like to have a conversation with you because don't do that. But it doesn't matter if you don't have an IUD. No, no. But you shouldn't. It's still not good. I don't know why I'm I'm like... Hand gestures, guys. (laughs) Imagine the hand gestures. It's not great. Use your brains. It doesn't feel great, is what I'm saying. (laughs) But also how terrifying to just rip it right out, like... It's terrifying to, like, rip out an earring, let alone something implanted Yo. in your uterus. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Bad news bears, man. Not interested. So, yeah. Your risks with IUDs are them falling out, uh, which usually happens during the first year. 
Um, there's also like a one in a thousand risk of it penetrating your uterus. Yeah. Which admittedly is scary. For sure. Is scary. Yeah. But one in a thousand. That's yeah. fine. Those are pretty Maybe, good odds. I don't know. I don't do statistics. Um, and there's a one in a hundred risk of pelvic infection 20 days after insertion. Yeah. And something that, again, like I was told after I got mine was like, don't insert anything into your vagina for what was it like 48 hours 48 hours yeah yeah and still use a condom for three weeks uh and all of that is to prevent uh infection yeah and they're not that that's not hard to follow those rules no and i'm not very good at following rules (laughs) twice if i can do it you can do it truly maybe truly fun facts in the 30 days after Trump was elected, there was a 21.6 increase in IUD and implant use among 18 to 45-year-old women in America, obviously. Yeah. We had a similar thing in Canada. Yeah. We have, like, a mini Trump. Yeah. His name is Doug Ford. Yay. Yeah. So Planned Parenthood Toronto alone saw an increase in appointments in general, but also IUD insertions after the Ford government was elected in Ontario um increased yeah um and it came up recently because of ford's proposed cuts to our health care funding and the scaling back of like the liberals previous like under 24 drug plans so like right when the repeal or not the repeal i'm not sure if it's a repeal or an amending or what happened but i know it was being changed right after that there was sort of an increase of appointments it's also a thing in bc oddly enough but according to the... What's a thing in BC? Um, an increase in IUD insertion. Sorry, I should have been clear about when, that. When? Where? How? Uh, what yeah. does that mean? <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Let's extrapolate, yeah. madame. So, like, just... In, so, in general, apparently in Canada from 2004, um, IUD use has increased by, like, 40%. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, in 2018, IUD insertions in BC increased uh, by 34% in one year. Maybe it's because they're richer. I don't know, man. I just thought it was interesting because yeah. I was looking it up and I was like, oh, like, that's kind of interesting. Like, yeah. I wonder what it is. Yeah. I think that IUDs are specifically a form of birth control that have a lot of sort of, like, urban legends or, like, myth or fear around them. Yeah, Again, sure. because it involves, like, the insertion of something into you, which is, like, I don't know, it's not surgery, but, like, it feels... Yeah. Again, like I said before, more invasive. And I remember, like, I was talking to my mom not that long ago, and she was like, oh, like, I thought IUD is really dangerous. And I was like, not that dangerous. And she was like, I heard that, like, women still got pregnant when they had IUDs, and then, like, the babies would have the IUDs, like, embedded in their skulls. And I was like, mom, what's happening? (laughs) Are you drunk? Have you been watching a lot of late night? youtube videos yeah what's going on she's got like red yarn connecting connecting the dots yeah um i was like no and then she was also like i also heard that you could get uh toxic shock syndrome yeah my and i was like i know no we looked Um, we did look that up the other day (laughs) not how that works um but certainly when they were first introduced there was a lot more risk yeah and i think that that's where that uh came from and I also, I, we had this discussion uh, when we were writing this episode. I think that, like, we live in a very pharmaceutical-friendly society. We're very yeah. used to the idea of taking pills, so that's not a scary concept for us. I think the idea of having something implanted in you is terrifying. Even the word implant, like the implant, is called the implant, that is enough to turn me off. IUD, I can deal with. Acronyms, fun. A secret. Each letter 
is hiding something. Yeah. Was it hiding? I gotta know. But the implant sounds to me like a government conspiracy. <laughs> well, and like we talked about that last time we talked with the we talked about the pill, right? Like that was a really big thing for Margaret Sanger. She was like, I want people to get on board and the easiest way she knew how to do that was to make it like in her words, aspirin. Yeah. Because people were so familiar with aspirin. And like you know, like the IUDs have made leaps and bounds and improvements, but the first ones were, yeah. were really dangerous. Like they were, like we started in 1909, right? And like at that point, they're, they're, it's a scary thing, right? Yeah. And no one wants to be the only person doing something. Yeah. So everyone else is doing the pill. You're like, well, I'm not going to be different because that's frightening. And I also think that there is a legacy of the medical, you know, society really letting women down. So I don't know if I want to trust them to insert something because a lot of the, the negative side effects that whole like iud falling out or puncturing your uterus thing has to do with the insertion yeah and how well it's inserted and if someone isn't trained if you don't trust them like those are real fears there's this thing when it comes to um the healthcare people with uteruses where you're like oh, okay we're gonna do this one thing and then we're not going to do any more. It's yes. like the pill. Yes. They got the pill good enough so it worked and people were willing to take it. Or and aren't people, dying. And, are di- and aren't dying. But people were so desperate for something so they were like, okay, we'll just get this to a point where it's functional and then we're not going to research it anymore. Yeah. I feel like that was the same thing with the IUD. We're like, we're going to do this until it's just functional enough and then we're not going to touch it for what, 10, 50 years? Yeah. Like 50 plus years? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> on that note, um, one of, one of the big things is, as we mentioned, uh, when the IUD is inserted, it is painful. Um, and I can attest to that as someone who got an IUD inserted in them. Twas quite painful. Uh, real short, like real short, and that's why it's, uh, in my opinion, it's like very fine, totally bearable. But there was a second where I was like, I, I felt like it was gonna go on longer, and I was like, I actually don't know if I can do this. I describe it as being it's like felt like a fish hook was being dragged like along the wall of my uterus it like burns and feels metally i don't know how that makes sense but anyways but it it was like i like felt that and was like oh no and then it was like done my point is one of the big um fears surrounding it is that it's gonna hurt a lot and uh, surprise Doctors have actually listened um, to the women getting this. So there's a new study looking into changing the equipment used in the insertion to make it less painful. The old tool used uh, was called the single tooth tenaculum, which sounds like a villain. (laughs) Uh, Basically, it's a pair of really thin, long scissors, but instead of blades, there's like pinchers basically the the tool is used to take control of the cervix either holding it still or adjusting its position to make the insertion easier because surprise turns out your cervix can be out of line well i was getting mine in she was like okay so i might have to shift your cervix and i was like "Uh, i'm sorry you're gonna like shift my internal organs yeah Uh, that sounds maybe serious (laughs) she was like no no it's chill it's cool it's fine don't worry about it and i was like okay and it was just chill and cool and fine. It turns out that's a thing. Uh, your cervix can be out of line. 
And so I'm can hear to Justin. Yeah, so I can hear, like, apparently my whole uterus is tilted. I was like, excuse me, come again? You know, things are moving around in there. We're just a big <laughs> old sack of organs. Yeah. Um, but, so, that's the purpose of these long, um, scissor tweezers, is to adjust the cervix so that you can just pop the IUD right in. But the way that the single tooth, which is the old tooth, does this is by pinching the cervical tissue between its teeth, which is what causes the patients a lot of pain and also trauma and also bleeding. Great, right? I love it. So there is a new tool now, and it's called the suction cervical retractor. <laughs> Sexy. It's way more fun. Yeah, way more fun. Um, it gained FDA approval in 2015, and it uses suction to do this and not metal teeth, which sounds way better. Yeah. The latest study that was performed in 2019, 25 women received IUDs using the two tools and were asked to report their pain levels by ranking them from zero, which is no pain, to 100, which is the worst pain imaginable. Um, and women who used uh, the retractor, which is the new suction tool, uh, recorded an average pain level of 31, while women who used the single tooth uh, old tool reported an average pain level of 57. Uh, so it's definitely, and, and, and they say in this study, obviously rating pain on a number scale is not necessarily scientific data, but because the point of this tool is actually to improve the experience, it does directly correlate to like a better patient experience, which I think is the thing that Link is really cool about this innovation is that it's, it's main focus is taking into account the experience of the patient. The old tool does it totally fine. Like, it is a, a, it works. That's not the problem. It's, it causes pain. Um, and so they just created this to decrease the pain. So, good news. Yeah. Maybe in the future. Well, definitely in the future. Probably, maybe, definitely in the future. <laughs> IUD insertion will be much less painful. Well, and also, like, if the... Pin I mean, this isn't science. This is me, and I am certainly not science. But if the pincers <laughs> are, like, causing the bleeding, right? Like, if you have something that's suctioning it, that's also a decrease in, in like, rate of infection also, right? Like, theoretically. Like, one would think if you're not puncturing, if you're not leaving an yeah, open maybe. wound, right? That's not science. That's not in the study. That Don't is... quote me. That's not... That's sleuthing. That's just... We're like, using our sleuthing skills that's, yeah. to sleuth other benefits. Yeah. I just, like, if you're if you're leaving less open tissue... Facts podcast. Yeah. But it just, like, goes to, like, logically, if you're leaving yeah. less open tissue or there's less blood, which is what can, like, carry bacteria... Yeah. Then For it's overall better. Sure. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the implant? Yeah. Let's talk about the government conspiracy... They're inserting implants into us so that they can track all women at all times. Truly. That's not what's happening. I'm no. really sorry. The implant doesn't need that kind of rep. It really doesn't. But I'm just saying, the <laughs> name is not inviting. No, it's not. And also just, it's implanted in your arm. It just feels very, like, men in black. Yeah. Like, bad times, times. <laughs> yeah. But it's not. It's great. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So it's like we're oh, never gonna get sponsors. No, certainly not my next plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, is a teeny, teeny, tiny, thin rod. It's shaped a little like a matchstick. Uh, and it, it really works the same way that the hormonal IUD does, except that it's it's planted um, underneath your skin in your arm. Like, horrifying, horrifying, Horrifyingly. Horrifyingly. Whatever, making up words. It's Horrifically. Cool. Um, it releases a teeny, teeny, tiny amount of progesterone. It can last up to five years. Um, and it's 99% effective, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, it also does the same thing in that it makes cramps lighter, and one in three women stop getting their periods after one year. Um, again, estrogen-free, which means like the IUD, it's it can be ex- more accessible to people. Um, trans and non-binary folks, again, it's also available, like, so for people, like I said, with mental illnesses who have really negative side effects to estrogen, and maybe if you have fibroids or if you have, like, other issues with your uterus and that's not available to you, it just provides, like, more options for, like, more people, which is Unless, plot twist, those people are Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Which is us people. We people are Canadian. Yep. We as Canadian people. So it's not available in Canada, and that is also trash garbage. Boo! Yeah. It's available in 86 countries across the world. So for reference, there's 195 countries in the whole world. So, like, to put that in perspective... It's a lot of countries. 44.1% of the world has access to this, and Canada is not part of that percentage, which is wild. Don't like it. Don't like it. No. Um, Merck? dumb name that's the it's name. a dumb name <laughs> it's no good no that's the name of the pharmaceutical company that makes nexplanon they need to get a pr person yeah. come in rework that name i to be fair i, I feel like make it, it something more fun and then maybe canadians will be like okay i feel like it's a guy's name eh. merc i don't know sorry merc <laughs> that sucks man. what could it be is that's it an rough. acronym what if your name was merc i don't know also maybe i've gotten that wrong hey could my name's imagine? merc do you want to <laughs> date me no no merc you no. can't date a merc no but the pharmaceutical fucking company. merc you can't hire a merc I can't even understand. how could you hire a merc I'm, hi i'm mr merc no that sounds like trouble that sounds like i don't want merc on my desk it sounds like a character in a video game that's just meant to like pulverize people yeah yeah <laughs> don't want him in the office no, no good no um but they submitted an applica- application to bring the device to canada in 2015 um, but here's the thing. It's already been on the market. It, at that point, it had already been on the market for 17 years. And the reason why Canada denied the application is because Canada likes really recent tests. And it doesn't consider the tests that it had done when it first came out and it operating in other countries as valid. Um, so it denied the application. And for Merck, our, we, Canada is a very small market to begin with um and Rude. so it was not small but it. mighty yeah but it was not worth it for them to run a whole new trial um to meet the standards and so like you know you can have a discussion about who's at fault there but i think the fact of the matter is is like i don't really give a shit i just want more options for people yeah. who need them so somebody figure it out and like we talked about this you brought up a really good point in that like it's not necessarily bad that Canada has those kinds of guidelines, but then they have to do subsidizing yeah. or, like, provide yeah. grants. Yeah, because, like, if your reasoning is that is safety, I'm with you. I would like safety. Yeah. Um, but if your reasoning is safety and not business-oriented, then I think that you need to fund the safeties. Like, be like, okay, we're going to make you do these tests again, uh, but we'll give you uh, the cash 
Yeah. Maybe it's because his name was Merc, though. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And I, I, I realize I already floated that <laughs> idea, but I'm just bringing it back. Just, like, really, really driving I just home. really, the more I think about it, the more I feel that must be it. Yeah, and I also think, like, to some degree, like, there's this question of, like, well, should they just provide it because it's the right thing to do, which I kind of think is a moot point because they're a pharmaceutical company and they're never going to do that. On the other hand, like, as a, at the Canadian government, there's a responsibility, I think. Yeah, right? agreed. So, like, I, I don't really give to a shit. To offer your citizens the best possible medical treatments. Yeah, and, it, and to some people it might seem like a really small, unimportant thing because it's like we have the pill, we have IUDs, we have the ring, we have the whatever. But I just don't understand why we shouldn't have everything that's available. And also, like, I, here's the thing. Like, I think for people who are trans and non-binary, there are only so many of those birth control options that are accessible to you. Like, mm-hmm. there are so few of them that work. And I think the implant is one of them that people in the States and in, in other countries where it's available have had really good experiences with because it also doesn't go in your uterus, right? Which is um, a body part that is sociologically tied to being a woman. People say that over and over and over and over again, and that can be really painful for people, right? So the implant goes in your arm. You don't have to think about that. You don't have to grapple with that. It doesn't have to be part of your, it's just one less thing that can be part of your day. And for people like me who have had uterus issues up the wazoo, it would it be it would have been such an easy option for me yeah. to just be like okay well now I don't have to get my ultrasounds updated and pay for them yeah I don't have to like I can just do this thing yeah you know well and like we've talked about like all of these forms of birth control they interact with people in different ways like different bodies are gonna react to things differently so the more options you have the better it is the better experience everyone's gonna have so if something exists like you should make it available especially because this is like a really big part of the culture that we exist in yeah um i was just gonna say i'll put this in the show notes but i'm trying to pen an open letter to action canada which is canada's sort of um action organization for reproductive health about starting a campaign to bring the implant here one of the reasons that the government isn't putting out money for it is because the government thinks that people don't care about it so if we can pen an open letter or we can have a letter template that people send to either Action Canada that we can, you know, because I, I, as one person, do not have the resources to lobby the government at this point in time. What? <laughs> yeah. At this think, point in time, I'm saying. Maybe. Who knows? I think you're just being future. lazy. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. This whole podcasting <laughs> takes off. Yeah. Fucking taking down the government. Yeah, truly. First, first thing on the list. First thing on the list. After our check to Planned Parenthood. Um, Tie Justin Trudeau up and throw him in the ocean. Yeah. That's don't. extreme. I don't want to kill him most of the time. <laughs> don't come after us. Just plus. one time. I promise. Uh, uh, in the week, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway. My goal is to offend as many people as possible. I think this is a good episode for that. Yeah. I think yeah. we've hit a lot of... Yeah. Uh, but in, like, real niche ways. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> people who like Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Well, that's not that niche. No, people, a lot of people who like Game of Thrones still not niche. But I just mean I feel like usually assholes like both those things. <laughs> Respectable. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in that, um, I'll probably once we get our website up, which by the time you hear this, it will be up. I'll put a, a template in the website you can pick up. Who doesn't love a template? Truly, I love. Or templates. just a plate. Also, I love plates. So useful. Yeah. Who wants to put things on a table? No one. Well, like, put the plate on a table, but I just meant, like, food. 
put the food on a plate. It's like a plate has its own timetable that you put on the table. It's Stay fine. awkward. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, this has been great. Great episode. We're going to start to deviate a little bit, I think, yeah. from um, talking about contraception to like other various awkward and erotic subject matters so stay tuned for that because it's gonna be great and i'm really excited and you're probably excited i truly am uh okay uh yeah goodbye all the way to the end we thank you we pity you but also we thank you you can find us on all kinds of socials we don't know how to use uh we're ako rocco a-w-k-o-r-o-c-o on twitter and awkward erotica on instagram if you have topics ideas questions compliments you can email us at akorocco at gmail.com we do not accept complaints um if you like what we do and you want us to do it better you can support us on patreon we'll leave a link in the show notes big thanks to nathan for our intro music and callum for our beautiful icon art we'll link his instagram in the show notes as well he does real good art please check it out that's all she wrote folks see you next week go be awkward